Welcome to Girlfriends Pray, a prayer ministry for women, where our mission is to bring more women closer to God through prayer. We invite you to follow us on all social media platforms at Girlfriends Pray, including our new podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes. Please rate us five stars to help our podcast gain more visibility. Visit our webpage, www.girlfriendspray.org, for all things Girlfriends Pray. On our website, you can partner with us in our vision to bring one million women closer to God through prayer by clicking Donate for a one-time gift or a reoccurring gift. Also, you can join our National Ambassador Team by emailing recruiting at girlfriendspray.org. Do you have a specific prayer? Email us at pray at girlfriendspray.org where our intercessors will stand with you through faith. We bless God for you. And remember, 1 Thessalonians 5 and 17 says to pray without ceasing. God bless you. Awesome. Well, thank you all so much for inviting me back to this wonderful time of prayer. Thank you to Dr. D. Marshall and to the entire prayer team. I love coming on here and praying and then receiving prayers from those who pray all year round. And I just want to give you guys an encouraging word that those who endure to the end shall be saved. I'm so grateful and uplifted for your faithfulness. Uh, and for all the men who are joining us this week, big ups to you. Happy Father's Day in advance. And thank God that we have men who are on the front line committed to praying as well. If you have your Bible, if you have a Bible app, if you have any sort of scriptural reference sheet that you'd like to write down, I'll be coming today from Nehemiah, the fourth chapter. Nehemiah, the fourth chapter, and I'll be reading um, a few passages of scripture, but my key verse is Nehemiah 4 and 4. So I'll start at the top. When Samballot heard that we were rebuilding the wall, that's Nehemiah 4 and 1, he became angry and was greatly incensed. He ridiculed the Jews, and in the presence of his associates and the army of Samaria, he said, what are those feeble Jews doing? Will they restore their wall? Will they sacrifice and offer sacrifices? Will they finish in a day? Can they bring the stones back to life from those heaps of rubble, burned as they are? Verse 3, Tobiah the Ammonite, who was at his side, said, What they are building, even a fox climbing up on it, would break down their wall of stones. Verse 4 is our key scripture for this morning. Hear us, our God, for we are despised. Turn their insults back on their heads. Give them over as plunder in a land of captivity. Do not cover up their guilt or blot out their sins from your sight, for they have thrown insults in the face of the builders. Verse 4, one more time. Hear us, our God, for we are despised, for they have thrown insults in the face of the builders. The last verse says in verse 6, so we rebuilt the wall till all of it reached half its height, for the people worked with all their heart. And I want to leave for you a topic, a, a theme that will guide our prayer this morning. And I want to title it Opposition Comes with the Package. Opposition Comes with the Package. As I looked at your theme of excellence, the standard of excellence for men and women who are building and believing God for their next, I want you to know that no excellence happens without the anticipation of opposition. Whenever I do my finances, 
I typically know this is going toward the mortgage. This is going toward the car payments. This is going toward insurance. And then I always have a miscellaneous line because I know that life happens. I know that things take place. I know that tires may need to be changed. I know that school field trips may need to be paid for. And so I always add to my budget miscellaneous items. And my friends, I believe that what God is saying to us is that we want elevation, but we did not prepare for opposition. We want to go higher, but we don't realize that the higher we go, the harder it is to breathe without some assistance. And I believe in this season, God is specifically separating you from those who have been cutting off your oxygen. He is specifically enlightening your understanding and magnifying your perspective so that you can see that those who always start with you, Lot, don't always finish with you, Abram. In this particular text, Nehemiah, who is started uh, as a cupbearer, he has a prominent position in his particular role when we meet him in Nehemiah 1. He is serving the king to the point that he tastes every meal that the king has, approves it so that the king can drink or eat, and it is by his approval that the king develops this level of trust. Long story short, Nehemiah is grieving because his people back at home are struggling and suffering. He's overheard that their wall has been torn down, that their temple has now been uh, made vulnerable, and he prays for favor that he can go and protect the people. I know that you're praying for your house, and I know that you're praying for your car, and you're praying that God will pay your tuition, but intercessors pray for others. People who are really adamant about interceding are using prayer as an opportunity to advocate for people who may not be able to pray for themselves. Nehemiah is granted access to go back home, not for himself, but for others. And when he gets back home, the Bible says that he gets an army of people to begin building. While they are building this huge project of a wall, the Bible says two haters show up by the name of Sam Ballard and Tobiah. If they showed up in Nehemiah's life, and if they showed up in Jesus' disciple crew, why are you surprised when they show up in yours? The Bible says that Sam Ballard and Tobiah have nothing good to say. If they were really that resourceful, they could have built the wall themselves. But it's so funny how people who can't do it will look at you because you can and hate on it. They come with their complaints and they come with their disparaging language. They come with their infantilizing talk and they begin to utter all of this duplicitous negativity. Be careful who you around, who you allow around your wall. Be careful who you allow to speak into your dream. Be careful who you allow to speak over your vision because everybody who's talking isn't speaking life. Tim Ballard has his negative euphemisms to say, and then Tobiah joins in, and he begins to oppose the very thing that they were called to build. I came simply to tell you that opposition is confirmation of elevation. Opposition is confirmation that you're going in the right direction. And the key verse that I highlighted today, Nehemiah 4 and 4, as Sam Ballard is saying they can't do it, as Tobias is saying they don't even have the power, as Sam Ballard is saying they are trying to get this done in one day, as Tobias is saying she'll never write a book, she didn't graduate from school, as Sam Ballard is looking at your money and your bank account and saying you're not qualified for this, as Tobias is looking at your degree and saying you'll never get this job, the Bible says that Nehemiah hears them but talks to the one that can answer his prayer. He looks at verse 4 and says, hear us. Oh, God, 
and I want to make this clear, they are talking in his face. He overhears their negativity. He doesn't spend one ounce of time talking to people who can't help him. Instead, he turns to the one that can help, and in their face, he says, hear us. Oh, God, and I want to encourage every person on this phone, every man on this phone, every woman on this phone, stop wasting your oil talking to people who are empty. Stop wasting your time responding with your language to those who don't understand the logic of faith. There are moments where you got to put people on block, put people on mute, turn your face to the wall, and say, hear us, oh God. That is the power of prayer, that you can shift your mindset, go to the one that can help and heal, and address your needs in the presence of the Lord. The Bible says in the presence of the Lord, there's fullness of joy, and at his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. When you get in his presence, you get right pleasures. But when you are in their presence, you get wrong pleasures. So shift your presence and experience his pleasures. He goes directly to God and he says, hear us, O God. We need you like never before. And this prayer shift was literally a plunger that allowed his heart to be cleansed from all of the animosity and all of the anger and all of the resentment that he felt from his haters. When you experience this kind of adversity, you've got to use prayer as a plunger to get out of your heart everything that's distracting you from getting to God. And I want you to see that when we don't pray, we're just guessing. When we don't pray, our clogs, our, 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 our our hearts are filled with pollution and negativity and pesticides and distractions. But when you get prayer in your spirit, it will unclog your heart and you'll become more sensitive to the voice of the Lord. We know that because verse 6, and I'm going to pray right here, verse 6 says, so we rebuilt the wall till all of it reached half its height. Watch this. For the people worked with all of their hearts. And when I prayed about this scripture a couple weeks back, the Lord said to me, you can't build this with a half heart. You can't build this with a double heart. Whatever God is about to build in you, whatever God is about to use you to build for him, he needs your whole heart to be involved. That's why he's removing things that have taken up residence in your heart so that you can get your focus back on him. You can't build this kind of monstrosity with a half or double heart. The Bible says a double-minded man is unstable. So if a double-minded man is unstable, imagine what a double-hearted man is. Today I pray for every man on this phone, every pastor, every preacher, every prayer warrior, every intercessor, every president, politician, every public defender. I pray that God would give you a whole heart, that he would restore you, that prayer would be a plunger, that will remove the toxicity of distraction from you so you can focus on your next. Every woman of God on this phone who's advocating for family and faith and ministry, I pray that God would use your life and your language of faith to change the trajectory of your city. Let's pray in these final moments. Father, God, in the mighty inimitable name of Jesus, we call on the strong name of Jesus because it is your name that has power. It is your name that has the unique ability to remove things from our heart that we didn't even know was there. It is your name that lifts us up. It is your name that drives us out. It is your name that 
shields us. It is your name that covers us. Your name, according to Isaiah 9 and 6, is a wonderful name. It's a counseling name. It's a mighty name. It's an everlasting name. It brings peace to our lives, and we give your name glory. We adore you. We bow before you. Every time we get on our knees, we remind ourselves we are not on your level. Every time we lift our hands like babies, we're asking you to pick us up. So on that name, this name, Jesus' name, we call on you asking you to be a strong deliverer. Many of us are building businesses with a Sam Ballot and a Tobias. God, hear our prayer, oh God. Many of us are trying to do life with family members that just don't want to say yes. Hear our prayer, oh God. Many of us are just trying to build this nonprofit or write this book or get back in school, and there is opposition in every single place that we turn. But our prayer today is hear us, oh God. We're going to put our lives on do not disturb and give you the undivided attention that you've been longing for. We're going to mute the unnecessary, and we're going to scream loud, hear us, oh God. We're going to magnify you in the situation, which means we're going to make your name big. For you are God, and there is nothing like you. If you can hear this prayer, I want you to begin praying for something in your life that you need God to break. Father, we thank you, Lord, for every man of God who's on this phone. Thank you for the protection that you provide us. Thank you for the provision that you give us. Thank you for the authority that you have bequeathed to us. And I pray, God, that you would allow us to subdue. I pray, God, that you would allow us to rebuild. I pray, God, that you would give us the anointing to discern who should partner with us. And I pray, God, that we have the humility of Nehemiah. For Nehemiah was such a leader that he did not have to micromanage vision because he empowered the people to build and he didn't have to touch one brick. Lord, give us the power to trust our team. Give us the power to trust the people that you brought into our lives who have certain skill sets to get the mission done. Help us, O oh Lord, not to fear because of what happened in the past. Nehemiah Nehemiah is rebuilding a wall, which means that the wall had been built at one time, and now he has to rebuild. He has to build again. In the middle of his life, he has to do again what he never thought he'd do. He has to look at the debris and the residue of what failed yesterday and still have enough faith to trust that you can do it again. And there are many people on this phone that are rebuilding in their lives. They never thought they'd be single again. They never thought they'd be broke again. They never thought that they'd be jobless again. But God, if you did it for Nehemiah, you can do it for us. So today we turn off face to the wall, and we declare healing, and we declare breakthrough, and we declare vision, and we declare power, we declare purpose in your matchless name. Your word tells us all things work together for the good to those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. Today, we are your purpose. Use us as you will. Tell us where you want us to go, and we trust you with the opposition. We thank you that elevation is coming, and we pray that you will use us for your glory in the matchless name of the one who came to heal our hearts from the pollution of distraction. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hey there, greatness. Girlfriend's Prey is on a national tour, and our next stop is one you won't want to miss. You're invited to a special trip to attend the Girlfriend's Praise Sunshine Brunch in Norfolk, Virginia on June 15th. Dress code, sundresses and sandals. Get there by plane, train, or automobile to spend a weekend away with your girlfriends. Please visit our website, www.girlfriendspray.org, for tickets today.